Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. We are beginning tonight's shear in Simon Samach Aleph. We are up to Sif Chof Beis. Are, are you missing your Mishabur? Yeah, well, Okay, so we are the last word of page 190 in the Machaber. The Machaber says in Sif Chof Beis, Af bipsuke de zimra u batfila tzarach ledaktek pekach. We had all these things that we should be careful about in saying Krishna that we discussed last night. So tonight the Mechaber tells us that this is not limited to Kriyashma. You thought your Kriyashma will be long. You should be makhbar on the same carefulness between breaking up the letters properly when they when the word starts with the same letter that the word before mm-hmm. it ended with, etc. That's also by Pesukit Zimra and by Tvila. You should be careful about the same thing. And the Ramah writes, V'hu hadin hakore batora banavim zohir. So too, when one is reading from anywhere in Tanakh, he also should be careful about this. Says the Mishabura in Sifkoton Lamid Hay, we're on page Tzadi Vav, Yeshli Zohir. So really these hakpadas apply to a lot of things. So why does it mention Dafko by Kriyashma? V'lohisiru al Kriyashma, elu mishum shemesura lakol, v'yeshba yichud shamayim. They only warned us about Kriyashma specifically because it's given over to everyone. Everyone is versed in Kriyashma and there's a specialness to it that it is Yichot Shamayim, it's the oneness of heaven and therefore it holds a special place. And therefore we mention these stringencies and these ways to be careful by Kriyashma, but who then it applies to Psukhet Zimra, Tefillah, and like the Ramah says to Tanakh. Says the Mechaber Vaiter and Sif Chav Gimel, Tzorach Ledaktek, Shalom Yerape HaChozach, Velo Yechazek HaRofe. Something that's supposed to have a, a softer pronunciation should not be a stronger pronunciation. Something that's supposed to have a stronger pronunciation should not be said with a softer pronunciation. And if you have a, a shva that's supposed to be a shvanah, you shouldn't say it as a shvanah. If it's supposed to be a shvanah, you shouldn't say it as a shvanah. The Mishaburu will give us a little bit of uh, information about this, not too much. But the Mishaburu says in Sivkaton Lamid Vav. Hanoch, so a shvanoch is a shva hanachtefes nikres noch. A shva that's, that's grabbed along with the letter before it, that's called a shvanoch. Kigom besov teva, like at the end of a word, a shva, that's a shvanoch, that you don't actually uh, voice the pronunciation of the shva. O beemtza teva habo achar tznua katana. Or if the shva is found in the middle of a word, but it's after a tznua katana, which example of that is a patach or a sego, so then also it gets a shvanoch, which is again, without focusing too much on the expression of the shva, it's more passive, that's the shvanoch in those two places. Ushvanod, and a shvanoch, is nikraham misno a'as, it's, it's a shva that's moving, kegom berosh teva, it's starting off a word in the beginning of a word, so that's a shva that you're going to emphasize the pronunciation of the shva. Or if it's in the middle of a word after a tznua gedola, which is after another, a strong pronunciation before, which is a little bit like a stopping point, and then you're starting again, it's like starting a new word, so that also would have a shvanod, or as we call it, a shvanod. The simon tznua gedola, and the simon of the different nekudos that have this title of tznua gedola is represented in the words pituche chosam which is a chirik, which is under the pei, and then a shuruk, which is the two, and then a tzere, which is the chay, and then a cholom, which is the cho, and then a komach, which is, which is the sum. So all those nakudos, those are all called tenua gedola. Rak ha-chirik yud etzlo nikres tenua gedola. However, when it comes to the chirik, there it depends if there's a yud following it or not. If there is a yud following it, it's called a tenua gedola. 
Okay, she'ein yud etzla nikreis tenua ketana. It happens to be that the Arsul Siddur makes it very easy for us, and it puts a line over the Shvana that you're supposed to emphasize more, and does not put anything over the Shvanach, and that way you know when you should be emphasizing the Shvanach, when not to be emphasizing, so you can look in your local Arsul Siddur for the exact pronunciations. Let's go back to Sif Chavdalad. Sarech Likros Kriyashma Bato'omim Kemoshahim Batora. One should read Kriyashma with the tune, with the trup, like it has in the Torah. So the Machaber says you should be laying in Kriyashma when you read Kriyashma. The Ramos says, Avalon Nahogu came the Bedinos Elu. However, that is not our custom in our countries. However, those who are Medaktik, they're Machmir, even in our countries, to in fact say Kriyashma with the proper trup. So the Mishabura says in Zevkotan Lamed Zayin, on that which the Ramos said, Avalo Nogu came to Elu, we're not knowing to do the Kriyashma with the trup. He says, But even if you're not using the trup, which he says the Minog is not to, you still have to be careful to stop in the proper place according to the topic of what's going on. So that it should read normally and it should be understood properly with the way that you are pausing. So even if you're not reading with the trup, which forces you to stop in the right places, if you're reading it's thumb, you have to make sure that you pause in the right places. Therefore, once again, another reason why when you read Kriya Shema, you should be reading it slowly. Because if you're not reading it slowly, and you're not laning it, so you're just reading it, and you're not going to do it properly, you sometimes will change the meaning of what's going on by stopping in the wrong places, and that would be a problem. And the Mishabura says, That which the Ramah said, that to, to actually lane the Kriyashma each time they say it. So it's very nice to be a medactic and to lane Kriyashma as long as you are able to have Kavana while you are laning it. Someone who is laning and he's not used to laning, so it messes up his Kavana. So if, you, if you're used to it and you're, used to, you're comfortable with the trap and you could focus on what you're saying in Kriyashma while you lane it, so that's great. But if you're, it's one or the other, so it's better to have Kavana on the words you're saying and not to focus your energies on the trap, which take away your Kavana of the words that you are saying. Says the Mechaber... Yeah, well, it can't be Kavana Latzeh, so that's before you start. And that's the trap is while you're, while you're laying it. Says the Mechaber Vaiter Sivchafei, When you say the words, in the first Pasha Kriyashma, You should touch your Tefillin Shalyad. When you say the second half of that pasuk, you should touch your tefillin shalrosh. In the third part of Kriyashma, when you say you should touch the two tzitzios that are in front of you. There's a very short mishabura on this, but there's a very long, interesting note that we will go through. Note 28 says the mishabura first is of Kodan Lamites when you say ukshart ukshartom loos the chain beparsha shniyah kishem maskir inyan tefillin tzarech lamashmish the mechaber brought the words from the first parsha kriyashma and the mishabura tells us when you get to these same ideas in the second parsha kriyashma you also should be touching your tefillin shayad and your tefillin sharosh in the appropriate place. Now, if you look at note 28, he gives us a lot of interesting things about the touching of the tefillin. And he says, Those who put on tefillin 
an earlier time before Birchas Hashachar. We learned earlier in the Mishabura Shabbat Birchas Oter Yisrael B'Sifara Yesh Medatigin L'Mashmi Shetfilin Shiyav Sharosh. It was also those who are, have a minog to touch Shetfilin Shiyav and Shetfilin Sharosh when they say that bracha of Oter Yisrael B'Sifara because the Tifara is a reference to the Tefillin, specifically Tefillin Sharosh. Ukishem Mashmesh, and when you touch your Tefillin. Kosov akafa chayim b'shem sefer chesed la'alofim shelo yemashmesh kasher yemashmesh ha'iver b'li shum lev mitzvahs anoshem ulumada. A person should not just touch his tefillin like a blind man just feeling around without focusing on what he's doing, just looking for something. Ela achar kavanos ha'lev heinadvarim. Rather, it goes by your kavano. She yizkor ha'tefillin. When you're touching the tefillin, you should remember the tefillin. And what's written in the tefillin? And you should subjugate your brain and your heart to Hashem. And you should be happy that Hashem has crowned us with the tefillin and He has made us holy with His mitzvahs. So it shouldn't just be by rote. You should be thinking about the tefillin when you are touching them. This we had way back also in Hukha's tefillin. Interesting note. One who happens to get up to this Pasuk in Kriyashma, and his hand happens to be near his Tefillin Shorosh. So Shlomo Zaman Orbach says, Really, you should touch the Tefillin Shorosh first. You don't want to pass over a Mitzvah, and you're closer to the Shorosh. But if you're in public, you shouldn't touch your Tefillin Shorosh first. So people shouldn't mistakenly think that you should touch the Shorosh before the Shoyad. But really, you should, because your hand happens to be closer. But then he writes as follows, The best Eitzah to do if your hand is closer to your Shorosh at that point is, you first should touch your tefillin shorosh kedei shelo lahavir ala mitzvah, so you shouldn't pass over the mitzvah. Then you should go back and do the order that the Shulchan Aruch says. Tanyu yomashmish tefillin shayad v'shuvat tefillin shorosh. If your hands up, I know you're going to ask. You have a question? I think so. I would think so. Because there isn't even for the Tefillin Shayat to be covered. So I don't know if you have to be, during Kriya Shema, like right. uncovering it. So I, w- I would think so. I thought you were going to ask something else. Okay, but, what? Continues note 28. Here's interesting. We say that you should touch your Tefillin when you mention the Tefillin. You touch your Tzitzah when you mention the Tzitzah, but we also say, so maybe everyone should run to the door and touch the mezuzah. So mezuzah So the Yosef writes, the rivash You don't have to kiss the mezuzah or touch the mezuzah. Sorry. They only said you should touch the things that are you're wearing. And they're ready in front of you, and it's very easy. We don't need everyone diving for the for the doorpost. Uh, that would be inappropriate. Vote and furthermore, And the reason why we touch a tzitzis is because the Apostle says about tzitzis that you should see it. So there's an Indian in, in seeing the tzitzis and touching the tzitzis to, to remember the mitzvahs. You should touch the tzitzis because we want a person to be very careful and zoris on his tzitzis. Like the Gemara says, You're really supposed to touch the tzitzis at all times. We learn out of the Kavachomer from the tzitzis. 
Avalu mezuzah ain't okay, but there's no such concept when it comes to the mezuzah. The chen kosla b'shal and she was harashbash. The hevi shashoa kosla of otam shetzitzes utfilin hein chovas haguf. Another chiluk is that tzitzes utfilin is a chiyav on the body. Avalu mezuzah he chovas habayis, and therefore you're not mechuyav to go touch the chovas habayis. Now this is all talking about touching the tefillin, but we know the minog many people have is they touch the tefillin and then they kiss their hands. So what is this inyan of kissing the hands after you touch your tefillin or the mezuzah when you walk by it for that matter during the day? And the minog of kissing your hand after you touch the tefillin, it's not mentioned in the mishabura. And the Aruch HaShulchan says, some people have a minute to kiss their hand after they touch a tefillin, and, and they're wrong. There's no source for that. Omnam, however, the Chai Odom and the Kitzvah Shachnarach write, Sheyenashik Esayad, you should in fact kiss your hand. By touching the tefillin, and I guess time when you walk by a mezuzah and you touch the mezuzah, that brings the Kedusha onto the hand. Who said Dafka the Shayar? No, no, no. But I, I, I don't mean to, I'm sorry. So Shlom Zaman was knowing not to touch it with his hand and kiss his hand, but rather to put his tzitzis or his talus onto the Tfilin and kiss the tzitzis, where there's, there's an Indian of Chiva Mitzvah, even to the tzitzis and the talus, so he would do that. So look what we learned earlier in Hilchas Tzitzis. Okay, now the only question that's not addressed here, here we're saying the Kedusha goes on to your hand when you touch the Tfilin, the same thing will be by the Mezuzah when you walk by. But what about when you say Vezos HaTorah by Hagba? So does the Kedusha of the Sefer Torah go to your hand without touching it, just by raising your, your finger? So you'll think about that one. You have a question? Um, that is the minute. It's worth down in the sitter. I don't know. I'm trying to think if we had that. Yeah, the Mishnah did not say that. I don't think it was mentioned there. Could be there's another source. I'm just thinking that he's saying very, very like uh, be very careful with kavana. Are you supposed to are you supposed to kiss it? Are you supposed to touch it while you're saying the words? Uh, I, I, th- like, I think so. Saying, like, it's, it's while you're it's, it's while you're saying it. Where you're supposed to be so careful. Right, so right, so I don't know if that right. Those those two kavanas are so those two kavanas are steer to each other, but these kavanas are the same. So if you're saying the words and you're touching your tefillin, so it just helps you think about you can put it all together. It helps you focus more by, by touching it. It could be that's even the the purpose of doing it. So that kavana helps you, but by pasiach hazedecha, kavana for the tefillin is a different kavana than pasiach hazedecha. Is it wise to touch both and then kiss your hand, or to touch one kiss your hand and then touch the other? Uh, w- the minog that I've seen is is one at a time. Touch it, kiss the shayad, and then touch it, kiss. I think so. That's what that's what you do. Why you just kiss the shayad straight? Why what? Why you just kiss the shayad straight? That's a little can't reach it. That's a very that's a little <laughs> uncomfortable. Okay, zokti machaber vayter sivchavav. Sivchavav says yesh no organ likros kriyashma bekol rom. Some have a minog to read Kriyashma out loud. V'yesh no hagim l'krosu b'lachash. And some are knowing to read Kriyashma quietly different in hagim. The Ramah writes, Umikom hakom yomru pasag rishum b'koram b'chenu hagim. But for sure, you should say the first pasag of Kriyashma out loud, and that is the minog. So there are different min hagim in terms of saying the whole Kriyashma, but certainly it's appropriate to say the first pasag of Kriyashma out loud. Says the Mishaburah, Sivkotan mem. Yesh no hagim. 
Is a person Yotze Kriyashma by listening to someone else who has Kavana to be Motzi him? I am a Magravrom, or a Primagodam, Verova Achronim, Sovereign, the Yotze Bazaar. So many Achronim say that you are Yotze by hearing Kriyashma from somebody else. And they say, V'odav zemi hirhur. That's better than thinking about Kriyashma. The hirhur lav kedibur dami. Thinking is not like saying. If you hear from someone else, so hearing it is like saying it, so it's as if you're saying it. We know you're supposed to say Kriyashma, not think it. So thinking is not good, but hearing it from someone else is Shomea Ka'onev. But he only said that this is Rov HaKronev. There are those who argue. What's the svara for the ones who argue? So if you look at note 29, I'm skipping to the second paragraph of note 29, which is in the second column, the fourth line. Ubitama chokim. The reason for those who argue and say you shouldn't be Yosei Kriyashma by hearing it from someone else. Kaswa aprichodash va aprimigodim b'shem shalz and shuvas maram alkasher. Alshaker. Shem mitzvahs Kriyashma hi b'kriya dafka. They say that the mitzvah Kriyashma is dafka reading it, is actually reading it, below b'shmi and not hearing it. Share kosa v'dibar tabam. It says v'dibar tabam, you should speak it out. And therefore, you shouldn't be Yosef by hearing, you're not Yosef by hearing it from someone else. You have to read it yourself. Uvidivitam nosav kosa v'sefer imri noam. Shekriya shma hi kabolas omal chushamayim. As we mentioned many, many times, saying Kriya shma is being makabal omal chushamayim. V'tzorach shekol echad yikabal olav omal chushamayim ba'atzmo. That's something that's a personal thing that each person on his own should be makabal olav omal chushamayim. You shouldn't rely on someone else's and be Yosef. Those are the svaras for those who say you shouldn't do it. But again, Rov Poskim say that you can be Yotze with someone else's Kriyashma. And back to the Mishabura in the first wide line. No, you should. You should. You should not hear from a katan because a katan is not. It's a Mr. Daraisi trying to fulfill. He's only chayv derabbanan. Yeah, you should. You should. You should not. The of Olas in the first wide line, the Mishavura says Vaiter, The Olas Tamid writes, "Venira de dafka b'meivin haloshon." If you want to be Yotzi with someone else's Kriyashma, you have to understand the language that he's saying. And even if he's saying in B'loshon HaKodesh, the one who's listening and being Yotzi with someone else has to understand what he is hearing. That which you have to understand what the person is saying in Kriyashma is Dafka if it's one-on-one. One person is being Yotzi, one person. But if one person is being motzi, a group of people, or one person is being motzi, two people in Birchas Hamazon, and who are in Kriyashma, then even if you don't understand the Lashon HaKodesh, you are Yotze. So that which you have to understand the language is only when it is one-on-one, but if it's one-on-two or one-on-many, so then if it's Lashon HaKodesh, even if you don't understand the language, you are then Yotze. Um, that we're going to get to soon. I think so. I believe, I believe so. Well, we'll see, we're going to get to that soon. What's, what's the reason for the chilek between Yachid and one and one? I'm not sure. I'm not sure why. <coughs> that is... The, they're connecting Shema and Be'ezah 
Yeah. That's Simon Samach Aleph. Now let's begin Simon Samach Beis. Mi shalo diktate be Kriyashma Elohi Shmiya La'ozna. One who was not careful in his reading of Kriyashma, like all the things that we've discussed in the last Simon, or he did not hear with his ears that which he was saying with his mouth. So we'll start, we'll do Halacha Aleph today, and we'll continue with Hashem Beis on Sunday. Even though it's a mitzvah to be very careful with all the letters like we've been discussing of Kriyashma, if you did read Kriyashma and you were not medaktek ba'osiyoseha, you are yotze. So the Mishabura says in Sifkatan Aleph, Ein ha'inyan shalohizker ha'tevos v'ha'osiyos. We're not talking about over here where you didn't actually say the words of the letters. In that case, for sure you're not Yotze. You didn't say the whole Kriyashma. That which the Mechaber says over here, if you were not Medaktik, you didn't give a pause where you're supposed to. Like, you didn't give the proper pause so it doesn't sound like... Uh, so it doesn't, it's, does, it's not said the proper way, but you said all the letters. Or you didn't properly enunciate the letter Zion and Tisri, like we mentioned last night, or similar things in Kanal Basimin Samach Aleph, but not that you left off words or letters, but you weren't careful about these these diktuktin that we discussed yesterday. So then we are you are Yotze Afal Pikin. So in note number one he writes If one said Al Levavecha and he did not leave a space between the two Lamas so Toma Bishalan Shiva's Igris Moshe if you leave off letters, it's not good. But if you don't make a differentiation between the letters, then it's okay. So you, you, you missed the Lamed. So Frekhra Moshe, how do you say that you're Yotze by putting together Al Levavcha when you're missing a letter because you're only saying one Lamed? Vitiris Rav Moshe answers, Since people are used to speaking that way, that's counted as a language. And as we're going to see shortly, uh, Sunday, you're allowed to say Kriyashma in any language. And therefore, that's a language. There's a language that says, with only emphasizing one Lamba. That's what Ramosha says. That's one, that's one Pshat he says. Also, a language that was messed up is also called a language, like we see by Kinu Nidarim. Vaotiris, another answer of Moshe gives a different answer. Sha'onu Tolan Shalokara Bimihiris Kokah. We assume he didn't say it so fast. He thinks he said it so fast. We don't believe he said it so fast. Ashihikster Osios. He might not realize that he that he said both Lamids, but we don't believe that he really said only one Lamid and he missed the Lamid. He thinks he said it too close together, but really he said both Lamids. Avalim Be'emes Kurab Mihirus, but if he Be'emes really said it really super fast and he knows Mamish and someone heard him and so heard it was only one Lamid, according to the second shot, Loyotza, Kalaj Hilser Lamid Achas Mi Alavaecha, according to the second shot that we assume he really did say two Lamids, so if we know for a fact he only said one, he wouldn't be Yotze. But according to the first reason, even if he knows he only said one, it's still fine because that's, that's the language. The language is to say one Lamid. Says the Mishabura Vaiter in Sifkotan Beis. Very important uh, Mishnabur over here. In the last line of Tzadivav, we said if you were not medaktik in the Kriyashma, so you're still Yotze. But in any case, you should be very careful to have all the separations you need, all the pronunciations that you need to have correct. The Isa Bishas, the Gemara tells us, one who is medaktik in properly reciting Kriyashma, his reward is, Gehenim gets cooled off for him. 
That's a pretty major uh, incentive for saying Kriyasha properly. Gehenim is cooled off. We don't see that mentioned by many mitzvos. Shumida kenegamida. That's midah kenegamida. What's the midah kenegamida? Saying Kriyashma properly with the proper pronunciations and the proper pauses. The, the midah kenegamida of that is that Gehenim gets cooled off. So says the Mishabura, Shemiachashum orer atzmo After a person inspires himself to do this. And he gets moving his natural heat. He heats himself up to do it properly. In other words, it's hard. And he gets himself going, gets himself moving, he gets heated up in order to do it properly. So as a reward, this natural heat that he produces from his body and getting himself ready to go pronounce Kriyashma correctly... So we cool off another heat. You created your own heat, so we're going to cool off another heat. You created your own heat to get yourself going, to inspire yourself to say Kriyashma properly, all the proper pronunciations and all the details that we discussed, which is not a small feat like Alex pointed out last time. And you did it, so you got your own heat going, so you'll prevent another heat. And that's the heat of Gehenim, Shehu Gehenim. And therefore, that's the basis. So it says, that's the Midah Kinegamida, that a person who's Medatik in Kriyashma, it's obviously not easy. It's not supposed to be easy. It takes the home. It takes creating some heat inside you and inspiring yourself to do it. And Kinegadah, you get rewarded that the other heat will be prevented from you and the Gehenim will be cooled off. We'll stop here and we'll continue with Siv Beis and Mitzvah Shem on Sunday. You have been listening to a Shir from ShasIlluminated.org. For other shiurim on many topics, or to hear an eon shir on any dafin shas, including Mara Mekaymas on each shir, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS, that's 203-312-7427, or email info at shasilluminated.org.